this is um, really the first time that I've been back in a live service. I know you've been going for a few weeks, so I thank you for the opportunity to be with you. I've got some notes on my phone, and uh, I've got my Bible as well, and I understand that you all are familiar with the passage today from Bible study this morning. Is that correct? Okay, I looked at the book there and saw that, and Kevin led me um, to believe that would be the case. Do we have any young people here who your parents may say that you are sometimes loud? Anybody have, or maybe anybody got any kids that you tell them you need to be quiet? Who do you think's the loudest kid here? Anybody want, I, I'm taking nominations. All right, you're the loudest one? We'll take, okay, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a contest. Where are you pointing to here? Okay, let's hear your best glory to God. All right, you want a challenge? And then give me your best glory to God. Like, if you're loud, give it to me. Let's hear it. All right. All right, very good. With, with diction and elocution as well. All right. Well, I want to talk with you about that today because... Um, you have looked at the, the gratitude phase of this, but I want you to notice a couple of things, and, and um, why don't we read it again? I know you've looked at it in Bible study, but it's, it's really just a, a, a handful of verses you can just hold on to. Now, it happened as he went, Jesus went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then, as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Now there's a lot of things going on in this passage, as you know. There is a healing, there is gratitude, there is glory to God, there is, there is that, um, that motif we see all throughout the Gospels of clean and unclean. Uh, and, and I think that sometimes we run past that. Being clean in the New Testament time was very important. It's important now. We've been reminded of how important it is to be free from the ability to cause someone else to get what you have. And that's why they were outcast and they were permanently outside the camp. So to be clean was very important. In fact, I think sometimes we miss these things. In fact, my personal view, it's, it's, it's not one you see a lot of. I have found, uh, I know Michael Card, I think I heard him talk about it one time on the radio, but... In John 2, at the wedding feast at Cana, when Jesus turns the water into wine, that's always looked at as a miracle of, okay, this water, regular, is now wine. Look at that. And a lot of my Baptist brethren say, all right, now I've got, you know, because Baptists would feel a lot better if he'd turned the wine into water. Wouldn't that have been better? You know, that'd preach better. But the water into wine, we've had to work with that a little bit. But I really believe one of the biggest things in there is the clean, unclean theme 
because here they are at a wedding, and you know, there's a lot of people that are considered really not religiously clean that go to a wedding because everybody's invited. So you have to have stone pots with a lot of water to wash so that you can be clean. Coming and going, you're washing. And, and I remember when I was in Israel, we went to the, to the Western Wall, and they, again, have a place where you can go and wash your hands so you can be ceremonially clean. And I think that explains why John moves the cleansing of the temple right after that miracle, because here we see this place that should be unclean, and Jesus takes the method for becoming clean, which is the pots of water, turns it to wine, now nobody can get clean. You cannot wash your hands in wine, and if you were just going to refill the wine so people could drink it, I mean, the pots that you wash your hands is, is, is one step past toilet water, okay? You know, if you drop your tooth brush in the commode, do you pick it back? You don't rinse it and boil it. You throw it away because it's not clean. So these pots of water for washing hands, if you put wine in that, everybody's saying, no, I'm not having any of that because all those people wash their hands there, so no. And then right after that, Jesus says, but the wedding was more clean than the temple. So we miss a lot of clean, unclean. And here we see these 10 guys, they're unclean. Let's go back and, and find him. So he's going through here <clears throat> in the midst of Samaria and Galilee. He's going through, and here they are. Not only were they Samaritans, but they're outcasts because they're lepers. So they don't really have anything going for them. And so they lift up their voice. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They lift up their voice loud enough for Jesus to stop and hear them and come and to hopefully have mercy upon them. So when he saw them, he says, go and show yourselves to the priest. You see, you have to get the certificate of being clean before you can enter back into society, into the community, into the household of faith, into the temple, the synagogue. However you want to say it, you've got to have that certification that says you're now clean. So Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. So they take off, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed returned with a loud voice and glorified God. Now, there is gratitude here, but the glorification of God is mentioned twice to, or, or to gratitude to Jesus once. So Jesus does the miracle, there's gratitude, but twice it says that he comes back with a loud voice glorifying God, and Jesus says, were there not ten cleansed? Were there nine? Were there not any found who returned to give thanks? No, to give glory to God. So it's really interesting when you look at this, here's a guy, he says, hey, you know, I'm clean now. I can rejoin the community. I can go back to family gatherings. I can go to weddings. I can go to worship. I can, I can go back to, you know, be with whoever. I can, I can do whatever I want now. And he's so overcome that he uses a voice different from the one in which he called to Jesus and, and said, have mercy. So he uses the, the, the word, it says, with a loud voice. Now, now I carry this thing around. It takes, uh, just, just a, it takes eight C batteries. Have you bought eight C batteries? I'm not doing that. So what I did, but you all know how this thing works, don't you? For those of us who don't have loud voices, and my wife says I'm loud. Uh, this is my email if you ever want to reach me. It's loudpreacher at msn.com. Uh, I preached for two and a half years in a church with no 
uh, microphone, no PA system, and it was 17 people that all sat in the back of a sanctuary that seated about 200. So, so I had to just preach like this. And then they were older and they were, you know, just trying to hear me. So I would just preach so loud. When I got to my first full-time church with a PA system, I blew them out. You know, I got up there and I said, turn in your Bibles. And they're, you don't have to do that. So I learned to talk. I mean, really, I would have ruined my voice preaching like that for, for, for decades. But for two and a half years, that's what I did. But this helps you to amplify, and you know how it is, it's, I mean, it, you can really get with it with this, but I decided instead I would just bring this. I got this at Party City. Now, it looks like a soccer cone, but it's not. It says, can anybody read this? Anybody got good eyes? You can guess. Context helps. Megaphone. It says megaphone. If you look at the word he lifted up with a loud voice. If you look at that in the original New Testament language, it's, it's a compound word. In fact, I've got my phone. I want to say it right. Uh, it's, it's basically, it'd be transliterated megaphonos, uh, which, which I think is really cool. Here we go. I took a couple of pictures. Um, it's, it's in that verse there, and, and the words are opposite. It's basically phones megales. So it's it's... Voice mega, phone, phonos, voice, phonograph plays the voice so you can hear it. Uh, when we speak in the New Testament language, that's, to phone, that, that's phonos. So when the ten saw him, they used their phonos, but when the one came back, he used his megaphonos. So where did it go? Here it is. I'm not going to blow you out with that, but this will aid you because, you know, you would be saying glory to God in the highest, uh, you know, but, but with the megaphone, you would say, praise God. I was, I was, I was not clean. I, w- I, was, I was an outcast, but now I've been me- made clean. Jesus has made me whole. I was, I was unable to have a normal life. Now I can rejoin society. Glory to God. That's what he was doing. And some people need a megaphone to praise him loudly. Now, it's interesting Jesus is, is stating the obvious here. And I think the disciples are always watching and listening and learning. And he says, now there were ten. Where are the other nine? There's one with a loud voice glorifying God who's come back. And, you know, it's interesting. Whenever you do any research on evangelism, sharing the gospel, verbal witness with someone who's far from God, we find that about 10% of any congregation is comfortable with that. Now, it doesn't mean 90% don't do it. It's 10% are comfortable. Witness to a you know, fence post type person, you know, the ones we're talking about, to where they're in the line at Kroger and they can turn, you know, boy, the price of cheese is up to, do you know Jesus as your Savior before they get to the checkout line? About 10% of a congregation can do that. There's about 10% that knows if everybody is far from God or in a relationship with Christ, in front of them, across the street, beside them, on either side, they know their names, they're praying for them, and they've shared the gospel, and they've found out where they are spiritually. About 10%. It's really neat that one out of 10 have no problem proclaiming so that all can hear, Jesus is my Savior, He's changed my life, I'm not the same, I was, I was wrecked by sin, I was dirty, I was, I, and I couldn't get clean until Jesus cleansed me. 
Have you ever noticed people that don't mind sharing their faith get loud about it? They're not quiet. They, they don't just say, you know, well, I mean, you know, I was really lost in sin and it was a mess. I mean, but then Jesus saved me. No, they get louder. They can't help it. That phono, that, that phonos becomes a megaphonos, and, and they just can't, can't help it. Now, some of us are just kind of loud by nature. I have to dial it down. I tell the story, Laura and I, we, where were we? We were, at a, we, were in, <clears throat> we were in Birmingham, and we're in this hotel where the rooms are all around, and there's <clears throat> nothing in the middle. You know, and down there, you order your omelet, and what floor were we on? We were way up there. Eighth or ninth floor. Well, Laura goes on up to the room, and I'm ordering. So she's up on the eighth floor, and she can hear me ordering my omelet down there. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't need any peppers. <laughs> I'm allergic to the, are those hot? You know, I'm just talking real loud. We're not all that way, but when we megaphone us about what Jesus has done in our lives, we say it so that others can hear it. That's what it means, because just a phonos voice, is that's your inside voice, that's your you and me voice, that's, that's, other pe- that's your cracker barrel voice, so people at this table don't hear what you're talking about. You know, that's, that's what that voice is. But when you're just loud, you know, I remember one time, uh, Laura and I were with a, a pastor and his wife, Mark and Jan Gregor, it used to be at Calvary, and we were in Indianapolis, and we were sitting there, and we heard these loud voices just get louder and louder and louder, and we thought that something was going down. So we actually pushed away, and, and you know, Mark's black belt, so I fought it and fell in behind him to see what was going on. Well, what it was is Tony Dungy was in the restaurant. And some people were just getting really loud and animated because he was engaging people and talking with them. And, and of course, you know, he's got, a, he, he's got a phonos, but he's got a very loud voice because we all know who he is and his stand for Christ. Uh, so, you know, when you hear a loud voice, it gets attention. Now, the neat thing about this guy here, the one of the nine, is that he's the one who sees he's clean. And, and you know, you wonder, did the other nine think, oh, we better hurry off over there before it wears off. You know, we want to be obedient. And Jesus, last thing he said to do is go show yourself to the priest. So we're not going to be hard on them, but Jesus did want to point out there's one here glorifying God, and he's a foreigner. He's not a Jew. Who should have the megaphonos? The Jews, the elect of God, the people of all people through no way of their own have been chosen by God to be a light to the nations, to be a voice of the good news to all people. Now, we look at that through the lens of the New Testament. That's the church's job today is to make disciples of all nations. So when we do that, we are now no longer just having our Christian inside voice. We have a megaphonos. We are glorifying God because the only real way that you can share the gospel with someone is to say, hey, whatever's broken in your life, Jesus can fix it. Whatever's dirty, he can make it clean. Whatever needs forgiving, he can forgive. And as you share that so that they can hear it, that, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Between what you say in the Word and when you share it and when the Holy Spirit's working in someone's life, faith happens there. And we see it was the faith that healed them. It is when we put our faith in Christ and Christ alone that we are made clean because of our sin. And that is something to share. And when we share that for others, we are now using that megaphonos. And, and Jesus says, it's interesting to me that the one who came back, not just to give thanks, though he did, but to glorify God, is the one that's really not even the elect. 
He's not even a Jew. He's looking at his disciples. Now, here he is. He, he's, not, he's not one of us, but he's glorifying God. So that means anybody can. Not just one out of ten. But, you know, the thing is, before you can glorify God with a megaphonos voice, you have to have been changed. Because if you've not been changed, you don't have anything to project. You don't have anything to shout out. Uh, Laura was in a, I'm not going to tell them all about it, but she was in a witnessing relationship sharing her faith, uh, was it last night when you were at the store? Yeah, and, and you know, just by what people say, you can tell if they've been changed or not. You know, you can tell if they've been redeemed. You can tell if, if, if they're tracking with you about, you know, what Jesus has done in your life and what he's done in, in their life. So what I want to share with you today is that we are all called to be megaphone believers. We give thanks to God, but we're to give glory to God in such a way that those that need to hear it will receive it. So let me lead us in a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, you are so good to us. Thank you for the privilege to be here on this beautiful day. It's a day that you have made. We'll rejoice and be glad in it, not because of the physical beauty of it to the eye, but Lord, because it's another day that we can live to proclaim your goodness, your mercy, and your grace, and to lift up the name of Jesus as we've done that in song, we've prayed, we've heard the word, we've studied the word earlier. Lord, I pray that as we leave, that we would have a voice within us that would rise above our normal voice so that we could share with others what the difference that you've made in our lives. Lord, I thank you that you've cleansed us. Lord, I know that apart from your son, Jesus Christ, I would be so unclean. I could not even come before you in prayer. I could not worship. I could, I, I'd have no hope of an eternity in heaven. I'd have no hope of seeing a new heaven and a new earth. Lord, I would be a man of no hope. So, Father, I pray that you would help me to have that voice to unashamedly share what you've done in my life because I know there are others that desperately need to hear it. And, Lord, I pray that right now you would prepare the hearts of those that we'll come in contact with this week And Lord, I pray that even in the midst of all of the unrest that's going on around us, that we would introduce people to the Prince of Peace because there's not a lot of peace in our world right now. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.